Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Coming at you on a Wednesday morning. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Joining me now, as promised, from KTCTV3. First time I've had her on my show. Not the first time she's been on our airwaves. Megan Glover. You guys know her. You see her on TV. And she is uh, now in studio to talk some sports. Tell us a little bit about herself. Good morning. What's going on? How are you? I'm, I'm. I had the wrong mic turned up. I'm, good morning. How are you? <laughs> there it is. There it is. It happens. It's morning. <laughs> how, how you doing? How many How many snafus do you have on the TV side that like is the audience like notices? Like they're like, okay, something just went wrong. Is that oh. how, all the time? Uh maybe so, but it's crazy because of course we notice for sure. <laughs> right. Right. Um, if it does, it doesn't get pointed out too much. Oh, they will correct us for grammar though in a heartbeat. Really? Yes. Oh, you're talking about like viewers? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I used to get emails of like, Scott, it's not this word, it's that one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, and it's not English class either. I'm just okay. rolling along. <laughs> I appreciate the email. Thank you. I'll, I'll work on that. And then you just kind of move on. You got the information. Right. There it is. I mean, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. I, I forget, you know, when I see someone talented and young like yourself, I'm reminded of how long i've done it i guess how old i am so do you have you ever heard we had to ask every first time guest their favorite beastie boy songs do you even know have you heard of the beastie boys i have okay i'm a little seasoned all right i just <laughs> want to make sure sometimes i'll ask some some and they're just like i don't i don't know who that is right so you you know who they are but you don't yeah. have a, you don't have a favorite i think i'm familiar with fight for your right just that one. i'm not the best with i'm not gonna play the whole thing just that little riff there okay <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah no that that one. I'm not the best with titles. All right. Sometimes. All right. So you remember a few of them. It's like I'll get up here and hum. This, but this you know. one, the, you. You recognize that at all or no? No. Intergalactic. Pop lock. Not. <laughs> <laughs> that one came out, I think, when you were like three years old. <laughs> all right. What about this? Not bad, right? Yeah. With a little Mediterranean kind of background beat there. I'm not going to sit up here and say I do, but... That one never went on the radio. That's just one I like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not a popular one at all. Yeah, pop your balloon. All right, I got to turn it down before we get to some parts of it. Anyway, all right, there you go. I'll, I'll shut up about the Beastie Boys. Uh, the listeners always tell me to shut up about it. So moving on, uh, Megan Glover is our guest. She works in sports and news over at KTC TV3. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and what were what were sports like to you as, as a mm-hmm. youth? Yeah, so I'm from Shreveport. Uh, that's about, well, it depends on who's driving, but it takes me about two and a half to get there. <laughs> did you say two and a half? Uh, you know, I know it like the back of my hand now. <laughs> oh, are you flying there? <laughs> no. All right, all right. No. <laughs> all right, police escort. Okay. I'm oh, your please. Big deal, okay. And um, I went to Captain Shreve. Graduated in 13. Then I came down here to UL, spent all of my uh spent all my years there, stayed behind for a couple of years, worked at a worked at a competing station. I moved to Alexandria for two years and I said, Man, it's time for me to come back to Lafayette. So I've always loved it here and 
yeah, KTC said, come on. And you work in, you know, with Seth Lewis and, and Jamarcus and yeah, so many others guys. over there. But, <laughs> you know, I've known Seth for a long time. How is he as a, uh, I mean, I, I, technically in some ways, I guess he's a boss, but he doesn't feel like like a boss, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a compliment to him, right? Right. Um, and that's that's the upside about our relationship because I knew Seth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this sports journalist world is so small. So I knew Seth. We were already friends. And uh, luckily, the transition has been smooth. We, between me, Jamarcus, and Seth, I mean, our office is a mess. Um, but, you know, we, we really mesh really well. We put a product out. I give Seth, you know, I rib him about his cheat meals because he does two a week. Yeah, he's done well. I mean, he's, he's, he, looks, he looks fit, right? He's, he's worked hard at it. Mm-hmm. But I always, I'm like, what was your cheat meal this week? I mean, what, does, does, he, does he share his cheat meals with yes. you guys ever? I'm going to tell you, it's the Boudini at Viva La Waffle. So, y'all, if Seth has not called y'all yet, I'm telling y'all, that is his cheat meal. Or is. he goes to BZ's on Willow. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I definitely good. put him out there. That one at Viva, <laughs> it's like it's got the cheese and then they crush the boudin balls down on it. Is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. I've never had it. Man, man, I like the classic, though. You know, Shout I mean, I, I like the Roscoe. Just, uh-huh. You know, stead. of course, I always, I'm a diabetic. So, after I eat one, I usually have to take a nap. So, I can't do Viva too much. You got the itis. But it's pretty it's pretty good. <laughs> I can't. I've had it for a long time. The type one, the type one, the kind with the, the needles and stuff. No, um, I mean when you eat and you go right to oh, sleep, that itis. That itis, yes. <laughs> I mean that's I, I I was talking to someone the other day. I was at my parents' house when they were out of town, just kind of look, watching after something. They had a, a landscaper in there and he had a lot of people working for him and they were doing different work in the yard. And I watched them leave, come back with lunch and like heavy i'm like how like how are they all and it's like hot i'm like how are they all eating this heavy food yeah and then they all like just like took a nap in the yard yep. and then they woke up went right back to work that's I'm all like, you that's, need that's just that's just a little, little power nap <laughs> little power nap um and so what was so shreveport i know mm-hmm. i'm sure you've heard the the jokes right it's oh it's it's Texas, it's Arkansas, whatever. Okay, it's, it's, heard it's, them all, boo. It's Louisiana. <laughs> who were who were your teams growing up? Though did you have did you have teams you rooted for? I'm I'm a homer, so I am a Saints fan. Okay, thank God. I'm um, a Bills don't fan. Say, don't <laughs> say Cowboys, good lord. <laughs> no, because there's a lot of that in Shreveport, right? Oh no, my dad would totally disown me. Okay, good. Yeah, he raised you right. He did. He raised <laughs> you right. Uh, Megan Glover, our guest, ESPN Lafayette. So. Since you've been here, uh, second go round in Lafayette, what's your? Is there a favorite sport to cover, or a story you've done, or something that just you enjoyed the most? Maybe I mean you're wearing a Final Four shirt. Was it covering <laughs> that this year? Yes. Uh, luckily for us in Lafayette, we've had so much going on in this year. Uh, COVID shut it down, and then between here and um, New Orleans, sports has been crazy for us. So obviously, Cajuns football, Cajuns baseball. Right now, we expect a softball to make a run. Um, the Final Four was in New Orleans. Um, luckily, we had the opportunity to go back and cover the Saints in person. Uh, obviously, not the best year, but it was something. Hey, they, they they had a winning record. They did with, at times offense that was absolutely atrocious. But yes, what uh, let's let's, let's so Drew Brees. I mm-hmm. see a lot of stuff on social media. I think it's slander of a new alarm. This new alarm that I'm like, guys. His last season in 2020, they didn't have Michael Thomas and they were top five offense. Like, mm-hmm. did you see the offense last year? It was the worst in the NFL at times. We don't have to slander the guy to point out that, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's time to move on. It is a new era. But what do you make of, like, I guess social media culture of slandering the old and kind of out with the old, in with the new? Why, why can't we just be like, you know, that was nice and let's let's go to something else nice? 
because people love to hate. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and then secondly, my whole, my quick argument about that is, duh, he's old. Right, like, right. it is what it is. Right. I mean, yes, he doesn't throw deep, but it's, I mean, most accurate passer of all time, statistically. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing to have. Right. right? You know, I, I would take, I think the receivers would take that. I'm, I'm anxious to see what Jameis does because with this receiving crew, last year we, we saw him for, you know, five games and uh, or seven games, whatever. It was six and a half games. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, I'll call it a skeleton crew, respectfully. I mean, he was not working with what he will have to work with this year. You know, Michael Thomas being back, Jarvis Landry, obviously, uh, Chris Olave. Landry, so good in this. I, like, I feel like he was a receiver that was tailor-made for Drew Brees. Like, mm. perfect. Jameis, in his career, we've seen what he can do. He's been most efficient throwing outside the numbers, down the field. He's got some receivers now. You see how many slams Michael Thomas Michael Thomas has run in his career successfully that are really good in the short game. If Jameis can master that part, because I know he can throw deep. I know he can throw beyond the numbers. Mm-hmm. People talk a lot about the turnovers. That goes without being said, right? Don't turn it over as much. I think if he can master the shorter, intermediate routes between the numbers, then I think he earns himself a long-term contract. I mean, there's a number of things on the list he has to do, but I actually put that one at the top because I think you hear about the turnovers everything else. What are your thoughts on Jameis? Is he short-term or long-term future quarterback for the Saints? I think he can be a long-term. I think right now it's going to be very interesting to see how he operates with Sean Payne being out because, of course, when he came, that was the whole thing. He'd work on the Drew. He'd work on the Sean. Yeah. Well, now we have Dennis Allen into play who – was a defensive coordinator, right? So I think that's going to be very interesting. Um, and then he has, hopefully, if he stays healthy, Got to. he has a fair shot at hopefully a full season. Um, but what we saw in those early games, you know, the first quarter of the of the season was, you know, it was good. Yeah. And he, you could tell he has grown since then. Of course, the turnover story, that's kind of in the past, hopefully. Hopefully. But what we've seen with the Saints, I was impressed, and I think, um, I think Saints Nation would have a better chance of giving him that shot. I thought he he left a lot of plays on the field, but there's a lot of ways you can go with it, right? And, he, and, and I'm not saying that he was bad by any stretch because I right. thought he I thought he did I think he was above average. He was definitely the best quarterback they had last year. Mm, right. So, you know, was that not turning the ball over or being too too worried about it because of the pass? Was that because the receivers just? I mean. You know, with respect, I mean, Kevin White was out there running routes. I mean, it, I, I I think this year Jameis has an opportunity in front of him, and he can – it's it's his last shot. There's a lot on the line for Jameis this year because I think if he struggles, then I think he turns into your Mike Glennon or Geno Smith type that is – he can start in a pinch, but he's probably going to be a backup more time – if he does well, I mean, he could set himself up and and be in the mix for the Saints for a long time. I mean, that's what is your? I know we're talking. We're going to get into a lot of a lot, guys. We're talking Saints right now. Megan Glover from KTC TV three, our guest. I'm Scott Prather, the great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. What is your number one storyline for the Saints heading into next season? I think it is all eyes on Jameis. Uh, just kind of take taking a tidbit from a personal perspective. Me and Seth were talking about um, OTAs last week, and uh, of course, we ran some stuff throughout the week. And it was funny because we, um, thankfully, the New Orleans media, who likes to trade video with us from time to time, we're looking at all of the stick mics in front of Jameis. You know, he has the the um, the bright lights on. And we're like, wow, like this this is the quarterback. And I yeah. know it was like that last season. I don't know what this, 
I don't know what this, I don't know, rejuvenated feeling is like this year, but I think it's it's going to be pretty exciting to see him. And, of course, when um, when Chris Olave got drafted and then we looked at Jarvis Landry, Juice, um, it was as if the number one receiver, who was kind of a placeholder, is now the number four receiver. And I'm talking about Callaway yeah. in that perspective. So, One, two, and three are four, five, and six on the depth chart now. Yes. I mean, talk about an upgraded receiver. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, big time. You know, to your point, I, I, I think, look, Defense is good. I think special teams is really good. Last year, it wasn't good at kicker because Will Lutz was out, but all the other areas were really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, JT Gray is a, a an all, first team All Pro. So, um, and and you got a good punter, you got a good kicker. You just you're good on spec. You got a good returner in Deontay Hardy, former first team All Pro. Last year, those guys really made lemonade out of the lemons they had. Yeah, yeah, and so offensively, if you improve there. And it's not the the they're not they don't play in the AFC West, right? The mm-hmm. NFC South, I get it. Brady Bucks and God, I saw the Bucks sign Akeem Hicks the other day. I was like, man, that's he hates the Saints. Former Saint <laughs> hates the Saints. Mm-hmm. He's been open about why, but he's a he's a really good player. ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Where are you at with the Pelicans? Who, who's your NBA team growing up? Because I mean, they they the Hornets moved to New Orleans. You were pretty you were young, but mm-hmm. that's that's up in Shreveport. They I don't know if the, what they show Grizzly games there, or Maverick games. What was the team up there <laughs> that they showed on TV? Well, the Dallas games for sure. Yeah, I was picking up the Dallas games, and we was picking we were picking up New Orleans games as well. Um, now growing up, I'll say this, and I said this the last time I was on the air. I actually grew up a Miami fan. Miami Heat. And that's because I'm a huge D Wade fan. Okay. Um, so now I kind of consider myself part time because obviously D Wade's not with us anymore. Um. And I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really feel a way about them losing to Boston. Yeah, how you doing with that? How you doing? It wasn't that long ago. I know. Um, What do you make of, all right, Jimmy Butler shot. (laughs) What about him? What do you make of Jimmy Butler shot? I I thought, uh, my my take, and I said this on my show the other day, it was the right shot to take. You just Mm -hmm. didn't make it. And, And the shot somehow became this like microcosm of the whole series, which is just ridiculous, but it's just, that's 24 seven talking head sports. Now it's like they, they came storming back. He's exhausted. He's played 48 minutes. He's exhausted. Maybe his season three point percentage isn't elite, but you see Jimmy Butler and how he plays in the clutch. Mm-hmm. You, if you were a heat fan, you would, I think you would sign off on Hey, shot to win it, give it to him. It was Absolutely. an open look. He brought him back. He's, I think I think Jimmy Butler's awesome, and I, he he missed the shot. But like, oh, he should have done this. He should have done that. He was gas, man. He's like, we're, if we're gonna steal this and head to the finals, I got to hit this now. And it, just, it hit the front iron. It didn't work. But that's just that's just the shot. There were so many other things in this series that I don't know. I, I it was almost like I understand why the shot was talked about so much, but I also feel like it was overly analyzed. And unfortunately, Jimmy takes. He gets the shots at him all the time as if he he just has to keep proving himself in the clutch. What else can he do? What else can he do? He's he's I don't know what it is about him, why he doesn't get his, I think, proper due, but he just he doesn't. If he, if Philly had decided they wanted to stay with him, he's mm-hmm. perfect for what that fan base wants. If they decided to stick with him, they probably would have been in the finals the last couple of years. Oh yeah. You know, with that core, but they went a different direction. He goes to Miami and they didn't get it done, but, you know, they were close. Heck, at least you, you, you root for a team that's been in the finals and won championships. Pelicans are one of two teams that have never even been to a conference finals. Mm-hmm. You know what the other one is? No. They used to be the New Orleans team. 
It's the Hornets. Oh, So you could go back to the Charlotte Hornets. Right. Then the New Orleans Hornets. Then the Pelicans. Then the the way the Hornets-Pelicans thing worked is like (laughs) when when they got the Hornets name back, they also like redid their record books. So the Charlotte Hornets record books, they count. The old stuff from like Larry Johnson, Lonzo Mourning. Mm-hmm. When the Hornets first moved to New Orleans, they were the same franchise, so they kept all of those records. So that's why I say technically they were they were actually kind of the same franchise for a few right. years from a record keeping standpoint. So two teams have never even made a conference finals, and they were the same team for a couple of years. That's right. wild. That is wild. But they've never done it. So maybe maybe Pelicans bright future, right? Yeah. I mean. Zion, you think they re-signed him this summer? What do you make of, of that oh, core? brother. I guess now that the season's over, we can get into that drama. <laughs> I do think, I think they'll re-sign him. Um, Let me correct me. I'm sorry. I said re-sign. I mean, he's he's under contract. Right. Uh, an ex- he's due for a, a, a an extension mm-hmm. this right. time. So will they will they extend him, I guess? Be- right. I'm, I'm following you. Um, I do believe so. But I think this is, it might be like a, all right, we not we not playing after this type thing, you know. I think you had to put some injury insurance clauses in there too. And I do think he look, he's gonna want to max all that, but you can't mm-hmm. have a you can't have a player option in there. Yeah. It's gotta be just you wanna throw a team option in, sure, but like Brandon Ingram, he signed the I thought he earned it. He he signed his oh, max yeah. few years ago. There was no player option. It was just five years, here you go. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's more than earned it, right? I right. think for Zion it's you 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 lock it up for for that amount of time and you just hope he stays healthy, and then you roll with it because you look at that team last year. Throw a superstar in there, and I mean, what's and, and they're young. I mean, I all this talk of trade this, trade that. I'm like, you roster's about to get expensive. You need guys on rookie deals that are in the rotation, like Alvarado, like Herb Jones, like uh, Trey Murphy. Get one with the eighth pick this year, and and keep growing. I don't, you know, I, they they wanted they they offered a ton of money to Chris Paul. They offered a ton of money to Kyle Lowry. I think. You know, they ended up trading for McCollum. I think in the end, it might have actually worked out better for them the way they looked at the end of the season than had they signed kind of one of those two older guys who are who are good players. But there's kind of a there's there's a there's a shelf life on that that's shorter than what the core of the Pelicans have right now, don't mm-hmm. you think? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they proved themselves worthy, right? Making it that far, yeah. The heart and the grit that that team really played with this season was. Was remarkable, and I went to uh, I went to one of the series games when the Suns were at Smoothie King. It was nuts. Oh yeah, you went to the one on Sunday that they won. No, I went to the one on Friday oh, that they shoot. lost. <laughs> Seth went to the one on Sunday that, that they was, won. <laughs> I, w- I was at the playing game against uh, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And it's just man, I- I'm telling you, like I I've been to playoff games there back in the mid 2000s or early right. 2000s, really when it was you know they were playing the Sixers and AI. I've been in there. You know, for the 07-08 team was so special and um, been in there for other playoff games, and it's not like there have been a ton of them. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say that when when the, when they're winning, oh yeah, it's uh people can do- national media can dog on it all they want. When the Pelicans are winning, that is as that's a great atmosphere to be in. It is right, definitely, and that that organic. I think also fans can sense when the connection with a team is organic and when it's kind of mm-hmm. more staged or just kind of lip service don't you think oh yeah i mean just kind of comparing the game that i had went to and then watching it on tv i'm like man the smoothie king center is crazy loud yeah and then i go to the game and it's like like wow like my mouth is on the floor and that wasn't my first playoff game as well i've seen uh golden state in there a couple years back when they were in playoffs but yeah 
I mean, that's definitely an organic feeling, like you said. Megan Glover, our guest from KTC TV3. How can folks follow you on Twitter? So Twitter is M-E-A-G-A-N-G-T-V. That's Megan G TV. Then on Facebook, it's Megan Glover KTC. I, I don't, I'm not, I think I have an Instagram and a TikTok, but I don't really, I don't even know. I don't think I remember the passwords to it. You're on there for the jokes. I guess so. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I love Twitter for the jokes. I mean, it is serious at times, but mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes I, I guess I get too depressed looking at it. Now, I love Twitter, but there's, it's just, I get sad sometimes. Oh, I yeah. like, I like the good stuff. I like That's the funny. I like the funny stuff and the sports take. Speaking of sports take, we're going to take a quick time out when we come back. We will get the hottest take that Megan Glover has ever had in sports. I have no idea what it is, but I told her to think about one. We'll get it next. Plus, we'll talk Cajuns in the NCAA regionals. We'll talk NBA finals and uh, a little bit more with our guest this hour, Megan Glover. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Back into the great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coming at you on a Wednesday morning. We are officially in the month of June. Hard to believe NFL kickoff 99 days away. Hmm. NBA Finals starts tomorrow night. You can hear all of the action on our airwaves, ESPN Lafayette. Louisiana Raging Cajun Baseball from the uh, College Station Regional. You can hear on our sibling station, Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Jay Walker, Brad Topham will have the call this weekend. Uh, and all of that is powered by Learfield. Looking forward to that. Megan Glover from KTC TV3 in this hour. Assistant coach Anthony Babineau, longtime assistant coach for Ragey Cajun Baseball, will uh, be in. Well, <coughs> excuse me, I say he'll be in with me. They're traveling today, so he recorded a conversation with me. We'll play that for you next hour. You'll hear from a couple of players as well. And Kyle DeBarge and Tyler Robinson, that is all coming your way. In the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have some open phone lines there as well. But we're visiting with Megan Glover right now. You hear that music. You think, is is that old man music I'm listening to? No, stop it. I don't know. I'm asking. (laughs) I'm I'm legit asking. What what, what kind of music do you like to listen to? So, I I mean, like, I grew up in in a household. My parents were playing old school music, you know. Um, I'm a huge 80s fan, though. Nobody knows that. Not too many people know that about me. I I love the 80s. Yes. Love it. The 80s got some hits. Oh, man. I mean, which, what, what style? All Kind of all the 80s? Does it matter? Or a certain particular yes. genre? So, funny enough, I know they might laugh if anybody hears this. I used to work at a courtesy GMC. Uh-huh. And so, they played a lot of the uh, the oldies nice. in the uh, in the newsroom. Oh, yeah. And every time I heard a new one, make a playlist. So, my favorite 80s song is Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Okay. Bon Jovi. <laughs> all right. I dig it. I love, you know, I love some of the, the, the one-hit wonders like... Mm-hmm. You were loved by the outfield or eight six seven five three zero nine, which is actually called Jenny by Tommy Two Tone. But there was some, there's a lot of great music in the eighties. I, I think it's the best decade of music, honestly. Um, there's some, there's some, uh, like any decade, there's some bad ones in there. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's it holds up really well. I mean, yes. I, 
80s music just makes you smile. It does. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's something different about it that's just, I don't know, very toony. Sing along, I guess. I'm, I, I like it. I like it. All right. Good stuff. Megan Glover. Fast, we're fast becoming friends with these takes. But I don't know. What I, I have not talked to her. Asked her for her, her, her hottest, the sports takes she has that people, I guess, let's say, um, would be the most aghast to hear, right? Like, wait, what? How can you think that? Maybe it's strong. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But what is your, your hottest sports take? My hottest sports take is really lukewarm. Um, okay. Because- <laughs> all right. All right. Lukewarm. Let's stick with lukewarm. I was watching um, um, NBA Live yesterday, and Draymond was on there. Like they, well, he wasn't on there, but they were playing a clip back, and he was like, "Nobody thought we were gonna make it." Da-da-da. And my thing was, who said that? Like last year, okay, that's fair, but I, y'all were not an underdog this year. So your take um, is you hate when when the players on the best team say no one believed in. Yes. That's not, not a hot take. Everybody. That's a good take. That's not a hot take. I know. I, mean, I told you but why, but, but why? But, like, no, I, I, why do, like, players do that? Like, I, I've i heard literally players for, like, an Alabama football team that goes undefeated and wins the championship. Like, oh, man, so many people doubted us. Like, bro, you were the prohibitive betting favorite, yes. and, like, you won all your games. Like, stop it. Narrative but, uh, kills me. Like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, and, look, there are some times where it's like, look, no one really believed we would get to this point. And that's mm-hmm. it it plays sometimes. But whenever it's like the best team and the best players, like, oh, everyone could shut up now. You didn't believe it. It's like, what? Like you what enough. Enough. Yes. All right. So that's not really a hot take. I know. All I right, know. Well, Let's me do this, this again sometime. Well, who's, well, well <laughs> give me give me like a player that was maybe an all star in any sport that you think is overrated. That I think is overrated. Wow. Because this will turn into a hot take, probably. Ooh. Somebody that I think is overrated. I'm sure you're not going to say Bam Adebayo because he's your boy. He's on the team you root for. He. I don't think he's overrated, by the way. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last time I was on here. James Harden. I know it's going to sound like I hate him, but I don't. James Harden. Like, he has these crazy games during the season, gets in the postseason, flat, right? And I just, I don't get it. Everybody's like, yeah, MVP, MVP early in the season. I'm he's overrated. Like, Why? Great score, overrated. Yeah. I mean, is he a guy that brings your team a championship? Well, how many teams he got to hop on to prove that point? I, I, he's, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't. He can't. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, James Harden is interesting. He, like, I find that he's an inc- he's obviously an incredible offensive player. Mm-hmm. He, when he just checks out of a game, he completely checks out. Right. I mean, when, 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 when Philly got eliminated... His last two-point field goal that he took in that game where they looked awful in the playoffs, season on the line, was two and a half minutes into the first quarter. I mean, he scored two points in the second half. He just sat there and did, like, nothing. I'm like, what? what is this? I think Like, how are you mailing it in in this moment? We were talking about Jimmy Butler earlier. I mean, they could be down 3-0, and and, and he's not mailing anything in ever. I, I see that out of Harden too much, man. It's like... But he's still he's good at he's good at getting paid and he he gets Very he get, he gets paid. where he wants to get he shows up I want to get to Brooklyn and he shows up and he wears a fat suit or gets his uniform a certain way he gets he gets traded he wants to get traded again he gets traded again he's been able to get what he wants wherever he's gone 
And yet, as a player, like, I, 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 some would say, oh, would you take him on the Pelicans today? I don't know. Maybe. It depends on what you would have to give up. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, when you got a young team that's doing something well in the right way, and you, you hear from guys in Houston that said they just, they didn't like that the rules were always different for him. I, I don't. I don't hate that take because you're not saying he's bad. Mm-hmm. You're just saying he's overrated. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. See, that's a hot take. Yeah, that's I, a hot I take. All right. That. That's that's that, the other one wasn't a hot take, Megan. I, mean, I know. It was a good take, though. It was a good take. Oh, no one believed it. So all you put the me doubters. On the spot, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I okay. All right. Whatever. All right. There we go. Um, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Uh, Rage Cage and baseball heading to the NCAA regionals. They believed in themselves. A lot of people didn't believe that they would get there uh, they had to win the tournament to get there yeah, you had a great piece on you know the 36 connection and, and tony robo showing the 36 win and i'll talk to bab a little bit about that next hour but um as a whole uh, how, how how do you feel about this team and, and their chances in, in in a&m and just kind of the season that they've had well yesterday i flashed you know flashlight or light bulb rather above my head i said Diggs had said something about a regional appearance when we talked to him two weeks before the season started. So I went back on my Twitter. I said, yep, here are the receipts. He said that this is a regional team. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as injuries don't happen, we'll be good. This is a regional team. So I was like, man, like, I mean, he saw the vision. Cool. And yeah. I think, I mean, those guys have had a crazy good season. Uh, obviously, there were, some, there were some hiccups. They laid a couple eggs. Obviously, the Texas State series was, in it was tough. I mean, what do you they expect? were close yeah. games. They were close right. games. And they were close they just, games. You know, they just didn't get it done. But that, it feels like they've kind of been in playoff mode for a while now. Yes. Which I think can help you heading into the postseason. And you play a TCU team in the first game whose head coach will be suspended because he's got one more game to serve from a two game suspension. Mm-hmm. So, you know, AM's really good. I mean, they're the number five overall seed. But I look at, at the, the four teams from the state of Louisiana that are in regionals. I don't, I don't, with respect, I don't think Southeastern has a shot to win theirs, but I look at Louisiana Tech, I look at LSU, I look at UL, I think they all have. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't count any of them out. And the Cajuns team, you can't count them out. I mean, the amount of times they've come back this year, the amount of times they've bounced back, you're down 5-0 after three in an elimination game for your season, and you chip away. Then you're down heading into the ninth. Then you take a lead. Then they've got the bases loaded with two outs. It's just... That I don't. They they say they call themselves a never say die crew. I mean, you can call them, you know, the the the, the cardiac, the blood pressure medicine. I mean, some of the, the players' parents that were there, <laughs> they were just never been more nervous in their life. But uh, the drama's been fun. It adds it adds an extra element. There's something about the elimination factor because for Georgia Southern, they were going no matter what. I mean, they're hosting, but when you're in that situation, and it's there's so much on the line, and it comes down to a single pitch that. I don't know. That's just drama you can't create except when you're in the world of sports. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we call them cardiac Cajuns for a reason, right? Um, and these guys, their backs have obviously been against the wall, been against the wall the past few weeks, and they knew they were on the bubble mm-hmm. and something had to give. And they gave it their all on the road. And unfortunately, you know, they were on the road, so we couldn't have that type of feel here at Russo. But man, like it was great to see from afar for sure. Especially like you said, the the um, bases were loaded in the ninth. Two yeah. outs. You need a, you needed one pitch, one out to to get out of this thing. 
it was it was awesome. It was great drama, and uh, looking great forward drama. to this week. And great drama. I love great drama. Mm-hmm. I love. I feel like it, I don't know that we're going to get great drama in the NBA Finals because the conference finals were talking about popping your balloon. The first yes. round of the playoffs was great. The second round had its moments. Conference finals. Let's just be honest. I thought they were awful yeah. from an entertainment standpoint. You had. I thought Game Six was entertaining. Miami's win in Boston. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole Golden State Dallas series was awful, um, and a lot of the Boston Miami series. Even though I went seven games, so many of the games weren't close. I yeah. mean, even that game, even the elimination game on Sunday, Megan, it was like it, it wasn't entertaining until the last three minutes. Yeah, I hope we get a good NBA Finals. I've I, I admittedly have, have doubted Boston, but. And they beat Golden State. Is, are we going to get drama in this series, or is it going to be just kind of a, a snore fest like most of the conference finals were? Yeah, I was talking with Jamarcus about this. Like, I have not really given all of now, obviously because of UL, but I have not given a lot of my attention, or at per usual, uh-huh. to to the postseason of the NBA because it has been a snooze fest. I don't know what it's been. <laughs> I don't know why it's been like that. It's just, it just has not. Eh, we okay. need some drama. We need some drama. Yeah. The Jimmy Butler shot. Maybe that's why that shot was as overanalyzed as it was because the whole series just lacked drama. That shot was packed with drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, from the second he let it go to the second it was it, it it bounced off the front rim. If it had been one of those series where there was lots of bad blood, lots of animosity, back and forth, game winners, all the games are close. I mean, you know, a lot of times in sports, the first round of anything is the best. Like March Madness, first two days, best part of the tournament. Right. Right. Now, this year we did have – this year was maybe an it exception, right? I mean, yeah. you had Duke, UNC, Coach K, all that, and, the, and the, the championship game was great. But, like, a lot of times, right, you can get in the NFL playoffs, maybe it's a few stinkers, but you get some good games in there, and then if the Super Bowl's not good or the conference championships aren't good, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, college football is different because of the setup to it because you have bowl games and only four teams. And a lot of times since the college football playoff came out, the, it's the two play-in games, rather, uh, the playoff games that are awful. And you've had some good championship games. But I think in a lot of sports, NBA, Major League Baseball, a lot of times just there are more fan bases. There's more – seems like there's almost more bad blood sometimes between the teams, which ends up making, I think, for good drama, good – I don't know what it is. It just I I hope we get some good drama in the NBA Finals, Megan. I'm just not. I wouldn't bet on it. I don't know. Yeah, the storylines, especially of this series. I mean, besides Clay being healthy, I mean, and Draymond saying no one believed in us, which Megan says is a load (laughs) of BS. Right? Come on. I mean, what else? I don't know. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Talk about Jason. I mean, I don't know. Horford's finally in the finals. Happy for him. Yeah. Happy for him. I can't like get invested in a series just based off of that. Look, right. if, the, if if one of the two were the team I root for, I would I would be all in, 100%. It's feeling more like work right now. But <laughs> I hope that it, it just – I just hope they have some close finishes, some good games, and they draw me in. ESPN Lafayette, as, as, as petty as Kevin Durant is, mm-hmm. a man who just got rid of the, the burner accounts and said, okay, this is me. I will just clap back at anyone. Yawn. There's – <laughs> there's got to be a part of him that is rooting really hard for Boston. Yeah. He's like, they're going to win another title without me. Because everyone says, well, you just went to a team to guarantee yourself a ring and you got a few, but like they didn't even need you. Mm-hmm. They went 
another one without him. They've the the core, Steph, Draymond, Clay. They've already won. If they want another one, it in a weird way, just the way sports is debated now and dissected, it kind of hurts KD a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he. I don't know what it is. He got a little. He got time on his hands. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. He gets a little butt hurt sometimes. A little. Like, like it's it's called I know, it's, you it's called insecurity. No, no. It's how does he have all this time to? He to just go back and it's uh, it's weird. Like I almost respect him more than I used to back when he actually. I just when the when the burner account thing came out, I was just like I couldn't believe it. I was he he clapped back at some fan. He forgot to log out of his own account <laughs> about Russell Westbrook and how he had to leave because well Russ couldn't help this or that. And then it was like, oh my god, Katie has a burn. And he finally admitted it. And it was like, right. now that he's just so honest about how petty he is about everything, <laughs> I I respect it a little more. Well, now you got to show your face. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, all right, I I. I would like I wouldn't be that way. Um I'm not that way now, but I don't especially if I had what he has, it'd be like, bro, you got all this time and money and and you're great. You're you're one of the best players in the world. Like why do right. you care what Bob in Indianapolis thinks about, you know, what I... your your <laughs> legacy is? And yet he's just like fire back at everybody. Fire rips into him too. And in the the shows the debate shows eat it up every time. <laughs> Katie does this. Katie does. What, what's what's the what's your take on on hot take shows? Annoying or awesome? I th- it's hit or miss because I think it depends on what's going on at the time. Right now, I think like we talked about this season, it's been kind of like a snooze fest. I think we just you know we're filling time. Yeah, I, I just I hate when they're like, let's just throw that same thing on the wall every time. Here's why the Lakers might get Giannis. Here's why Zion should leave. Here, It's like this, the same over and over and over and recycling it. Mm-hmm. It's like, give me, like. Or my favorite is, is this more about such and such losing or more about such and such winning? Like, right. Ugh, right. Okay. I think, look, <laughs> when, when you watch, let's say you watch ESPN. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just sports center, if it's even if it's not like a, a talking head show. Right. If it's football. They show more highlights, right? Right. And then I feel like in the other sports, it's a couple of highlights, and then it's more talk about a player or or a few players than the game. And in football, there's I'm not saying they don't have some people come on and talk about it, but it does seem like they show a lot more of the of the highlights of a game and talk the about game. the game itself mm-hmm. and maybe some of the intricacies around it. And in in the other sports, especially in basketball, it's just it, the way the way it's covered. I think is um, reality TV esque. You know, it was funny. Me and Seth were talking about this the other day. How you know the Lakers hire a new head coach. The trend, the trending topic on Twitter was LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> so have you you seen that old meme like LeBron James? LeBron yeah, yeah, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. That's how it is. He's not even in the playoffs, and it's uh, he sends out a tweet. All right, let's let's lead with this tomorrow. It's like, yes. what about the game? What does this say about LeBron's legacy? Like, okay. Yeah, it's it, you know, I don't know, man. It's it, I'm not a fan of it, but to your point, it's hit or miss. If it's a real legit debate, I I I like it. You know, I mean, and you can always tell when someone's into it or when they're just all right. They gave us some show notes. Let's just yell about something and right. You say left, I say right. Let's just go. 
But you know who I like personally? J.J. Reddick. You know, he's been... He's been saying what's real, right? A lot of the time, he just so goes right that. on. He doesn't. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He, he kind of just gets right into right. it. And I've always liked that about him. I mean, before he even, you know, before he he hung it up, he's always, you know, said what's real. Real, and and he'll 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 legit respond with like facts about something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mean Kendrick Perkins says stuff, and it's like that's not even close to accurate. <laughs> like. That's not even like the rule anymore, and he'll like he'll like point it out. And I'm just using you know Perk as an example, but it's like good example. That's not but <laughs> you know he's like oh no one cares about this team. Go to OKC, they're there all the time. Like they're dead last in attendance this season. Like what are you talking about? Like well I'm just going by my eyes, but that's not that's you know right. That's anyway. not the fact. <laughs> all right, so I, I like the Warriors in the finals. Who do you like? Uh, same, same. I can I mean. I am now. We talked about underdogs earlier. I I am a fan of underdogs, but I why not? Yeah, I think I think I don't really have a strong opinion of either team. I mean, I admittedly liked the Warriors when they were kind of coming up, and then mm-hmm. didn't like them when they had KD. And and from a fan standpoint, all that like right. I mean, you know, you don't care for the but, super team, but like them kind of coming back. Look, there's two years they missed the playoffs. Both years they were riddled with injuries. Mm-hmm. Six of the last eight years that they've been in the playoffs, they've won the West. Like that's that's outstanding. I mean, it. it you talk about dynastic. If they win this one, I, I, mean, I have to respect it, especially you know with Durant gone and whatnot. But if Boston won, it's kind of like cool. They were an underdog, but it's like what is it, right. seventeen or eighteen chance? Like how can I be happy for right. Boston sports fans? Like look at what the you talk to someone from Boston that was born at the turn of the century. It's like what do you? All you know is winning. You're so spoiled. You have no idea, like, the hardships and all this stuff. Like, that's all you know. Like, don't give me this. I don't even complain to me. If you're Boston sports, I don't want to hear your complaints ever. You've got it good. You've got it great. Right. I think in the case that, you know, if they won, I would be happy for Jason Tatum. I would be happy for Jalen Brown. Robert Williams, he's from Shreveport. Absolutely. Um, You know, the young guys that that really grinded out I would. I would as well. I'd be happy. I think you said Al Warford. Like, there would be... There would be all of them. I'd be happy for all of them. I just... Right. I can't... I've, the, they are an underdog, but because it's Boston, I can't be mm-hmm. like, yeah! I hope... Like, if it was a team that didn't have many titles or any... It was easy to root for the Bucks last year and the Suns. It was oh, kind of like, the Suns man, sure. someone's... But with these two fan bases, it's hard for me to be like, I'm going to be so happy for them. Like, either one, I'm like, okay. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. So I like your I like your your take on it, Megan. It's kind of like root for the players and don't look at it from a fan standpoint. I think that's gonna be my approach to them. But you just helped me sort through that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the therapy session. Glad I could help. <laughs> Megan Glover has been our guest. She is from KTC TV three. Favorite movie of all time. What is it? Dream Girls. Okay. Favorite actress of all time. Will Smith. <laughs> I said actress. Oh, you said actress. I said actress. Is Angela She's, Bassett? She oh, I love Angela Bassett. By the way, <laughs> I do. Will Smith's not my favorite actor. I do love Angela Bassett. I was I watched this movie back in the nineties. I mean, she was obviously you know what's love got to do with it, but right. Stranger, uh, De- Stranger Days or Strange Days was the name of it. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It, it, it was. It, it wasn't like you didn't get a lot of traction. It wasn't a cult favorite or anything, but it was one I watched a lot when I was younger. I thought it was cool as a sci-fi, and she's just like awesome in it. Yes. really good and I was ever since then I was like I'm a fan 
Oh, no. I'm she a bad. Big, I'm a big fan. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett. So, Will Smith. Yes. Well, see, now I have to, I mean, ah, the slap. That's why I laughed. I got to ask you about the slap. <laughs> You're going to judge me. <laughs> I got to ask you about the slap. I mean, the slap's been discussed on these airwaves, on this show. I'm so. already knowing. What? I, look, I'm knowing it's been discussed. So, so what is your take on the slap? You're going to get me kicked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, he, he deserved it. I think I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> I just no. All right. We got it. Hey, look, her favorite actor is Will Smith. Yes. There First Prince is. is my favorite show, so ever since then. Yeah. What was your favorite episode of all time? Ooh, my favorite episode. See, Fresh Prince, that's so you where did you watch it? Because that was when I was younger when it was like running its I mean, you know, they peak. still run Fresh Prince to this day. You were so. watching it like did you I I mean no, I mean yeah, mm-hmm. right. You watched it in syndication. Like, what channel yeah, did you watch it on definitely. growing up? All the reruns. Um, was it on Nick at Night? Maybe, probably, Nick probably. Night at that I time? It's not. I don't even know why I asked you. It's not yeah. important. But the point what is, it came. That? It came before you know right. you were you were born, and mm-hmm. so you you caught it later in life. But uh, yeah, and I, I like the Cosby the Show growing up, and now I I, ca- I can't watch yeah. it. I can't. I just you know, right. I, I just can't. I can't. I love the movie The Usual Suspects. Now it's like. I see Kevin Spacey. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. All right, this took a weird, around a little bit. Took a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Glover has been our guest on the Great Scott Show on a Wednesday morning, the first of June. We are here, 99 days away from the NFL season opener. Bills Rams. I love the NFL. What's your favorite? Last thing. What's your What's your favorite sport, college or pro? Like, what's your favorite sport to cover? Oh, football by far. NFL, high school, college, like which one? Mm, I'm gonna say NFL. I'm gonna say NFL. It's probably king. a boring answer, but yeah. No, no, it's it's. How can you not? How right. can you? Not? And your dad raised you right. Yeah. You grew up just in Shreveport, where news stations used to fight. Where we gonna show the Saints or the Cowboys today? You choose your color. You chose your colors. And look, I, I you know Norm Locke, who used to work here, it's like he talks all this trash as a Cowboys oh, fan. I'm like, of course, bro, you like. Your whole, like, I don't understand it. Because all they've done is given you pain. You're not old enough to have enjoyed their glory days, either of them. You know, whether it be in the 70s slash early 80s or in the 90s. Like, you, your, your whole life, as long as you can remember, they've been beat by the Saints twice as many times as they've beat them in the matchups. And he's from New Orleans, so I give him grief. And his family, Saints fans, I'm like, <laughs> they're, they're, they're always the most overhyped team. They always underdeliver. Like, what is it? Like, how are you in this, like, just hardcore with it? And, you know, he just rambles off some He's troll talking through stuff. the pain. Bless. But, I mean, <laughs> your, your dad shows what? Because at the time you were born, they had had a lot of success and the Saints hadn't. So you've, you, you, you got, you got a good, got, you got the good end of the deal. What was the first thing I said at the beginning? They love to hate. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Megan Glover has been our guest one more time. How can folks uh, follow you on social media? So, uh, Facebook is Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N, Glover, K-E-T-C. And then on Twitter is Megan G TV. Awesome. Great follow. Great stuff. Herge, Marcus, Seth, all the work they do over at KTC TV3 in the sports department. Uh, you guys see it. You guys watch it. You guys read it. Continue success, Megan. Thank you for coming in. Uh, didn't know how long we would chat, but this has been a lot of fun. And my only request. Okay. Next time I have you on, I just... I want a I want a strong hot take. Okay. 
That gives me time strong, to study more. <laughs> on a strong hot take. Like, I think Tracy McGrady was overrated, and I get I get a lot of grief for that. Ooh. A lot of grief for that. Not saying he was bad. Mm-hmm. Seems bad, but, like, he gets, like, I don't know. I mean, as the guy, as as the guy, you can't even, like, as the number one guy, you can never even get a team out of the first round. I mean, that's just, I don't know. Oh, I mean, are you are you an all-time great in your, on your, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, that is Megan Glover. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. Anthony Babineau, assistant coach for Louisiana Rage and Cajun Baseball, will be on with me. Of course, the Cajuns in the College Station Regional. we got a lot to get into with Bab. It's the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.